Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. Live in harmony with his will. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we look at our world and we get overwhelmed and we think, oh, it's just too hard. No, it is not. You can live this stuff out. You can live in harmony with God's plan. You can live in harmony with God's will for your life. You can live as a child of the light in the midst of the darkness. If Noah could do it when nobody else on the planet was doing it, you and I can do it today. We can live as a child of light among the darkness. In today's message from Pastor Robert, he teaches us that if Noah could survive and be a light within a dark world, so can we. God has equipped us with all that we need to serve Him in this life and to live in harmony with His will for our lives. Ask Him to help you. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now turn to chapter 3 of 1 Peter, and let's join Pastor Robert with part 3 of his message. I'm raised now to live a new life. That's what Romans tells us about baptism. You go under, that's why we do immersion rather than sprinkling. You know, because you go under the water just like Jesus was, you know, dead and buried. You go under the water as if you're dead and buried. And then you come out of the water a completely new person with the the life of God, the Spirit of God inside you. It's all symbolism, but it's a powerful symbol. And so he tells us right here, it's the answer of a good conscience toward God. You know, you and I, just, just like the original recipients of this letter, we live in an age when we're surrounded by evil. But it's important for us to always remember that it's not as bad now as it was then. And he stood up. Noah, by the grace of God, took a stand, right? Sometimes people, you know, over the years doing ministry in South Beach, people would say, oh, man, this place is like Sodom and Gomorrah. And my answer became over the, no, it's not. No, it's not. When the mayor and the commissioner start raping people out in the open, then we're like Sodom and Gomorrah because that's exactly what they did in Lot's day. They came knocking on the door, send them out here. We want to have some fun with them. And Lot was like, no, 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 please, that's not right. We're not there yet. It's not as bad now as it was then. And we have the grace of God. We have this indwelling spirit of God to enable us to live in harmony with his will. Do you understand what I'm saying? Sometimes we look at our world and we get overwhelmed and we think, oh, it's just too hard. No, it is not. You can live this stuff out. You can live in harmony with God's plan. You can live in harmony with God's will for your life. You can live as a child of the light in the midst of the darkness. If Noah could do it when nobody else on the planet was doing it, you and I can do it today. 
And as Noah was saved by God's grace, we who choose to trust and follow the Lord Jesus will also be made safe from the destruction that the Bible says is coming. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1, which is continuing. Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he... No longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. For we've spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles. When we walked in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. In regard to these, they think it's strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation. Speaking evil of you, they will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. Now listen, I I love Peter's heart with this. Peter's saying, listen, we we already wasted enough time on that foolishness. We need to get busy for Jesus. Drinking and partying and fooling. It's like we we wasted enough time on that stuff. They're not going to understand it. Sure, they'll talk bad about you behind your back. Yeah, they'll make fun of you because you don't do it anymore. But they'll answer to him for that. You don't worry about that. You worry about you. That's my paraphrase of this passage. See, you wasted enough time on that. Arm yourselves also with the same mind. He who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. He's not saying you're never again going to commit a sin. What he's saying is you're not going to live for that anymore. It's not going to be the pattern of your life. I don't know about you, but it was the pattern of my life. I went to work and then I went to the club. I went, you know, and whether it was, we were laughing because I forget even, I think it was Elizabeth and David kind of laughing about, there was some movie scene and they're all in a, like a southern pool hall, you know, with pool tables, you know, and beer and pizza. And, and I'm like, yeah, that, that was me, you know, cowboy boots and pool cue. And I've still got two custom pool cues somewhere. Arm yourselves with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he should no longer live the rest of his time in the flesh. For all of that foolishness. But instead, let Almighty God lead you. That's what he's saying. Too many Christians are trying to keep one foot in the world while walking with Jesus. And all that does is keep you and everybody else confused about who you really are. I thought he was a Christian. I did too. What's up with that? I don't know. And I talk to so many Christians that they're not totally sure. It's like if, you know, when we start talking about, you know, fire and brimstone, Hell and judgment day and dying and going to hell. So you get a little, you start getting fidgety in your seat because you're really not sure. You have a hard time getting excited about facing Jesus because you're not sure if, if he's going to have a, a smile or a scowl on his face. Is he going to have a tear in his eye when you show up because you're breaking his heart? Or is he going to be breaking out with just that big smile ear to ear because he's so glad to see you and he's already got a place ready for you and he's been waiting. It's all set up. You don't know because you're trying to straddle that imaginary fence. You're trying to live in both worlds. Listen, do you know nobody likes a lukewarm Christian? You ever think about that? Nobody likes a lukewarm Christian. Non-Christians don't like it. They're like, come on, you know. They think you're claiming to be better than them and being a hypocrite. They don't understand that we're not claiming to be better than them. We know we're not. But if you're trying to live in both worlds, you're living in neither world. You're uncomfortable in your own skin. You find yourself getting all anxious and weird in the head. And your non-Christian friends, they're not buying any of it. Your Christian friends, they're not buying it either. 
Do you understand? You see what I'm saying? Make up your mind. Which is it? Will you trust Jesus and follow him? If not, well, then be a grown-up and reject him and move on. See, they'll respect a Christian that they disagree with. Yes, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, and I don't know everything. I'm not better than anybody. I'm, st- I'm learning. I'm doing my best. You know, this is what I believe, and this is why I believe this, and they'll respect that. They may make fun of you. I mean, I remember when I first became a Christian, you know, when I, when I first began my life with the Lord Jesus. I stopped going out drinking and smoking weed and doing all that, you know, going to the pool hall and doing all those things. That's all I did before. And I just, one day I just stopped. The night before I was in the club, that's actually where I met Jesus. I, you know, I've told you before, I was drunk. I left, I was in my car leaving a bar when I had that supernatural encounter with God. And, and after that, I wouldn't go back. And I had guys inviting me, and I'm like, no, I, don't, I stopped. I don't do that anymore. I, I'm a Christian. I stopped that. And they were, they were, you know, laughing and making fun. And one guy actually got mad. at One of my old friends really got mad at me. He cussed me out. He was so mad at me. But God was so merciful. See, my relationship with Jesus was so re- still is so real, so personal, so intense. I know that he's alive. Because I have interaction with him. It's not a one-way prayer where I'm talking to myself and hoping that somebody out there is listening. I have interaction with him where every so often, you know, not like every single time, but every so often I get a reply. And I know that I know that I know that I just got a reply. Maybe it's from the, the Bible. It happened this morning. Where I, you know, I, I was praying a prayer and, and then I... It's like, wow, oh, thank you. I, I know that I know that I know that he was responding to me personally. People don't understand that a lot of times. But for me, you know, it, very, very, very quickly, I, I came face to face with the reality that, okay, I'm a walking disaster and you love me so much that you died to make it possible for me to be changed and become part of your family. And in that moment of realization, I decided I'm not, I don't want to do anything to mess that up. I don't want to do anything to hurt his feelings. If he went to such great lengths to rescue me, I don't want to do a thing that would bring sadness to his heart. All I want to do is make him happy. Not in the sense of appeasing him, but in the sense of I love him and I won't do anything that would give him the impression that that's not the case. We're so blessed to be able to bring you messages from the pages of the Bible right here on Main Thing Radio. We hope you'll tune in again, but in the meantime, you can find more teachings from Pastor Robert online at MainThingRadio.com. Listen to more messages there or learn about this program. Before we come to the end of our time with you today, we'd like to ask you to consider partnering with us here at Main Thing Radio. With more, here's Pastor Robert. We could really use your help. And you know, the, well, the Bible says that we partner together. When you support what we're doing in presenting the Word of God and the Gospel of Jesus Christ through the airwaves, we become partners in ministry and we we could really use some partners. So would you pray about making a donation today? Thanks. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website once more is MainThingRadio.com. 
Would you also keep us in your prayers? We so appreciate your partnership and that you're a part of our valued listening audience. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.